0: You're listening to the Nerd Dad Podcast.
1: Oh, Dad, you're embarrassing me again! Can I do
0: that? Hey, hey, thanks for stopping by. This is normally where I say thanks for stopping by for a short 5, 10, 15 minute visit. But, uh, today's episode ran a little long. I had a really good chat with, uh, Sham. And you know him better as At Home with Peanut from Twitter. And, uh legitimately all the prep work i had done uh me and him had talked about i had said you know i keep them i keep them short we'll probably be talking 15 20 minutes um i ended up talking to him for uh over a half hour we just we just got along <laughs> and and we were having a really good conversation so uh, i've cleaned it up and i got it down to i think a reasonable 22 minutes but uh this will be the longest episode to date and i look forward to talking to him again in the future so here that is enjoy all right so i'm here with sham you probably know him better as at home with peanut he's a bit of a twitter celebrity i'm i'm, I'm prepared to say that 20,000 followers on twitter and regularly featured on huffington post for his humorous takes on parenting uh and marriage life <laughs> as well as uh he is a, a a social activist he's part of a board he's a board member for the Freedom Fighters for Justice, which is a social justice and equality organization, he joins me here today. Thank you so much, Sham. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely, buddy. Um, so, uh, I think what we'll do is we'll start with something lighthearted. So, twenty thousand followers on Twitter—it's significant. I- yeah, I'm curious. How, how, how did how did you do it? When did you start?
1: Oh, let's see. I started back in March of. 2017 I want to say so okay. a few months after my second kid was born um I kept seeing you know parents tweeting you know stuff about their kids and their their daily interactions with their kids and I'm like oh that's a pretty funny I'm like my kids are pretty funny right now All the stuff they I'm dealing with so well, let me give this a shot <laughs> and yeah it just it's I'm almost four years in it's incredible that I've reached to this Point. i didn't ever, i never expected it to be to take off like this
0: when was there was there a moment when you kind of like were, I, 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 this is happening I'm, I'm i'm a thing now i'm in the club
1: i think once uh huffington post followed me i remember the day um a couple of years back when all of a sudden i saw them follow me i was like oh, okay this is that's that's pretty cool i was featured a few times already and they started following me i was like okay okay i guess i guess my tweet's really don't suck that much (laughs) much they they don't man they really don't um i i have
0: only been on twitter like i've been on and off twitter with various profiles throughout the years but since i kind of got into parenting twitter uh similar to you i you know second child was born and all of a sudden i found myself on there reading the tweets and thinking man my kids are kind of dumb i can i can tweet about them And, (laughs) and and then i found yours right and I, mm-hmm. I, I recognize your name from the Huffington Post articles, which always have like you know the thirty-seven best tweets about kids and chocolate or whatever the hell it is. And <laughs> your name was always there. And I, was, I started following you. And not only did I find them funny, obviously they're they're hilarious, but they're relatable. And and there is, I like to say that people can smell authenticity, and and there's an authenticity with regards to your tweets. And, and what you what you say. So, uh, you know, congrats on that. Um, have you had any kind of like weird interactions on Twitter? Like where you're like, okay, I'm gonna block you.
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I, especially really, with like you said, I, I, I try to keep, I try to keep, you know, keep it real between because, you know, parenting, you know, you you love your kids and there's just moments when you're just like okay just just leave me alone <laughs> i need a break you know so i try to i try to relate those moments in my tweets that you know a lot of parents might be feeling but they might not feel comfortable saying themselves so yeah a, a lot of times i'll get um the social media trolls that come out and they're just like oh well you know you gotta cherish these moments and da da, da. and it's like well i cherish some of the moments but some of them man it's just like okay <laughs> some of it's <laughs> a the grind money. man yeah <laughs> i don't it's i uh, i always
0: feel I, I feel guilty sometimes as well. I'm like I should be cherishing this, but he's kind of being a dick like, like yeah, exactly. you know <laughs> it's, it's, uh, like even even tonight, and just for those who are listening um we are recording this uh nine o'clock at night uh because we both are involved in the bedtime routine at our respective houses, and after an hour, I gave up. And I said to my wife, I'm like, you got to finish this off because I, I can't. It's not working for me tonight. Um, and she came in in, like, 15 minutes and closed the deal. And I'm like, oh, I should have sent
1: you in earlier. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get that, man. Because, yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it's just some nights it's your night and most nights it's theirs. You <laughs> know, it's just most of the time they're just going to. Act crazy like mine is that crazy at that time. They they can be perfectly fine, you know, for most of the day, and at nighttime it's and they just it's like another switch. They they catch a second wind or something and crawling the walls and you know hanging from the ceiling fan, spinning around and <laughs> jumping. I, I, I'm curious, how old are
0: yours? How old are, what, what's the age, what's the separation? Uh,
1: five and three. Five and three. Oh. So yeah, they're at that that perfect age right now where they are learning how to argue with each other constantly <laughs> it's just constant. it's you know he's doing this to me and he's doing this back to me and papa papa pop, pop, yeah all all the time all day <laughs> it just comes yeah out. and you're like i, I know because mine are five and two
0: so very very similar in age and you're mm-hmm. trying to tell the five-year-old you're like but that's what you did to me <laughs> that's what you were doing to me right. and now you have a
1: little version of you doing it to
0: you this is what happens
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I tell that to my five year old all the time. I'm like, look, man, you used to do this stuff all the time. You're you're the one he learned from.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Except yeah, he's not as smart yet.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God. Exactly. Yeah. So twenty so yeah, thousand followers. Uh, Huffington Post. Is there any other publication that's kind of picked you up
1: or reached out to you at all? Uh, I know I've been in BuzzFeed a few times. Um, sometimes they'll put out the parenting tweets or the relationship tweets. And I, I think I've been in there a few times and some of the, uh, you know, some, um, maybe I guess, I hate to say it like this, but I guess the ones that don't get as much publication or aren't or is, is, or as popular. But hey, the way I look at it is hey, I love, I I find it an honor to be featured on any list. Like I still love getting a hundred likes on a tweet. <laughs> okay. I mean, fair I just, enough. I am I'm just, I'm, I always get excited whenever I get that, you know, because, you know, you see so many tweets out there that just go viral, you know, 10,000, 20,000, Honestly, I really don't care about those. I just, I like, I approach it that I, if I can make a few people laugh every day, I'm good with that. I i just like to be able to share that humor and hopefully somebody can relate to it. And, you know, if they're having a bad day, that they can just be like, oh, you know what? I got to laugh like this. And now I can recharge myself a little bit, handle my kids or, my relationship a little better very noble
0: of you very well put i'm not i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna top that in any way whatsoever (laughs) you may you may you make tweeting sound noble like and and most people are just throwing shit at the wall hoping it sticks to your point to go viral um i don't think many have put this the same thought that you have into the idea of like look i'm gonna help some people this is therapy for some people to get them through the day and and you know how noble is that?
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, it's therapy for me too, because you know it's sometimes, especially being, um, I, I'm I'm gonna stay-at-home dad, so and I've been doing it for over five years now, and it's like, it's you're the only parent here, so you might not always get to, you know, be able to chat with your spouse throughout the day, and you have to wait till nighttime, and who knows how long that's going to be with, you know, the craziness of bedtime we just we just talked about. So I think for me too, tweeting just became like a therapeutic thing you know it, it's the situation might not be funny right then but i tweet about it and all of a sudden i'm like okay and all the people are laughing with me and it kind of eases pressure i think on parenting a little bit the community involvement right it, it takes a village right. that whole
0: thing, that whole social experiment absolutely yeah, exactly man i i i appreciate the hell out of the fact that you are a stay-at-home dad i i couldn't do it i i really couldn't um i and I, I hope you hear this all the time because I am constantly kind of um, I will commend anyone who takes that much of a of a lead in their children's lives. Um, it is it is hard uh, to yeah, be it's,
1: on all of the time. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, man. Cause, um, my mother did it, and she did it with four boys, and I still don't know how she did it. <laughs> I'm barely getting by with two. And, um, I think I got my patience from her because she just had always, always had this patience about her, you know, dealing with us, myself and my brothers. And we were a handful, uh, growing up. So I think I developed that patience just from her and just kind of just, I don't know, siphoned it off of her or what growing up, but I I definitely am a patient parent. And I think that's what (laughs) a lot of it, uh, geared towards, we decided, you know, I was going to stay home with them. It, 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 honestly, I mean, there are just so many horror stories you hear out there. And I understand when parents can't do it, nobody can stay at home because you have to work. Um, we were just lucky enough to be like, you know what, we can do it. Let's try it, see how it works out. And I was just like, I'll take the lead. I'll do it. I'll, I'll stay at home, take care of the kids, and see how this works out. And so far, so good. Well,
0: it sounds like you've adapted to it. and And I think this is a perfect segue into the other things that you do in your spare time. Um, So freedom fighters for justice. Um, I I looked, I looked at the website today. You guys do very good work. You're fighting the good fight. Um, As well as the fact that when I, when I, you know, uh, you know, I do my homework, I looked into it. You've got your bachelor's in criminal justice and, Mm -hmm. and you have got this, this education to kind of support not just your hobby or your interest it's you you're educated on the matter um so so tell us a little bit about the freedom
1: fighters for justice yeah so we, we got started um last year there was a group of us that met through local protests down here in uh south florida and uh you know we just started communicating and you know talking through social media and then talking when we we're out there protesting um and we decided just kind of, you know what, we could we could do something. We can make a change together as as individuals. We come together and put our ideas together and try to to create something. So yeah, we, we started putting it together and we started talking about you know, what what issues are we gonna tackle. So we, we try out at first supporting local black owned businesses, you know, that a lot of people might not have known about or heard of you know, heard about and try to lift them up a little bit, give them some some um Support. Um, and then we started doing things like going to different neighborhoods, uh, low-income neighborhoods, and and talking to the residents there and seeing exactly what issues are going on in on the street level. You know that, you know what issues they're having in terms of maybe housing, um, in terms of not being heard by their local government, uh, issues with the local police departments, or even if the good things. You know we wanted to, we wanted to hear it all, and we were trying to collect all that data and, and give it to the local city officials. Uh right now we're trying to work with the local sheriff department and try to get some more transparency with them. Uh part of the group is also trying to fight against the the governor down here has put out a, a legislation about um an anti protest bill, which it's it's its language pretty much uh, not to dive too much into it, but it pretty much is trying to create more pushback against people who protest not the language that they're saying against rioters but if you read more into it it's really geared towards more of the black lives matter protesters so we're trying to educate people locally about that as well just to know just so they know exactly what to expect and try to find ways to fight it so yeah we're we're trying to do a lot
0: You, you know, it's, um, it's impressive, the agenda. Um, it, it's impressive that it went from like-minded individuals at protests, um, to getting together and, and narrowing the scope and the focus that will allow you to create more, more real change. Um, so just fantastic work. And I, the, uh, the idea of, the language um being manipulated to maybe kind of hide the mm-hmm. true intentions of a of a bill um
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's uh it's frustrating because it's the, yes. the people in power are, are are taking that opportunity and uh and betting on the fact that people won't read the fine print uh <laughs> similar welcome. similar to an itunes uh you know disclosure you, you'll just hit accept and move on um and uh <laughs> it's it's right it's you, you kind of hope that someone's not reading the fine print and and realizing that they've kind of signed away their life or their rights so um i am i i struggle to find the right word um but i i do commend you and uh for for doing that and trying to be a create a bit of a checks and balance in your community because
1: uh,
0: whether or not the people in that area know it, you're doing good and you're uh, and, and you're and you're fighting the good fight. And that's the important part. And you and I have been talking a little bit as we kind of built up to this conversation that it's right. about it's about the conversation. As long as people are right. talking about it. it's It keeps the conversation going. And it moves the needle. But the complacency yeah. can't can't exactly. go back to it just because yeah. just because Trump's no longer the president. You can't, you can't stop.
1: Right. And I think that's part of the problem is that, you know, it was honestly like a sigh of relief. I mean, it was a huge sigh of relief for a lot, including me when he was, he's no longer there. Biden and yep. Harris are in there now. But I think, I think a lot of people have taken too big of a sigh of relief. They're just like, well, we won. It's like, well, we, let's pump the brakes on that real quick because we haven't <laughs> won yet. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on still that, you know, Trump is still have, has a lot of supporters in power, and that's an issue. And Trump himself could possibly take office again, and that's another issue. It's 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 still around.
0: So we'll, we'll kind of let's let's pivot into that real quick, and then you know we'll wrap up here. But look, when it, when I saw that there, were – and as a Canadian, as as a Canadian who who watches CNN all the time. Is a is a disciple of John Stewart, John Oliver, and now Trevor Noah. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm keenly attuned in tune with the um, the American political system. So I I never in a million years thought this second impeachment was going to go anywhere. Um, I just feel like the right. GOP itself is they're having their own kind of mini civil war, and mm-hmm. um, I think that they're I think the strategy if they're if they're if they are serious about taking power. Ever again in the future, I think the strategy is all wrong because they're trying to shore up that seventy-five million that voted for Trump, and they're ignoring the eighty million that voted for Biden. I just—it doesn't make right. any sense to me whatsoever. Um, but your thoughts on on the fact that look, they went through the process and they held the impeachment, and there was a bit of a foregone conclusion. What What are your thoughts on that whole
1: process? Well, it's like you said. I, I know before it happened that it, there was going to be nothing of it. And that's in the sense that, you know, they weren't going to condemn him to the point where he needed to be. Um, and, and living in the state of Florida, that's worrisome because you have somebody like our governor DeSantis here, who was basically mini Trump. Um, and we lost, Florida lost the election, basically, because we, it, it went red. It voted for Trump. So it's very, it's very nerve-wracking for me personally because there is a lot of Trump supporters in this area, and the fact that he has a chance to hold public office again, to run again, is worrisome because his support's going to be there, for not only him but all of his his cronies that are out there as well. Um and the fact that a lot of his supporters are were the white supremacists is also worrisome as well. I mean just like down the street from me, um, practically in the same neighborhood, there's somebody that still has their twenty foot tall Trump flag up on a pole in the middle of the yard. <laughs> to this day. They put it up uh towards the end of last year up there flying it proudly and that's just it it's not going away he's not going away his ideals aren't going away so i think if at least if he had been in, impeached and convicted it would have it wouldn't have it wouldn't have taken away his presence but it would have eroded it a little bit at least we know that okay we don't have to deal with him again for the most part
0: yeah i um,
1: some, something you said there struck a nerve with
0: me, which is his ideals um it's I think the ideals were always there they just they yeah. found a pal- they found a palatable person to to bring them nice. to the forefront they found a person yep. that the media didn't mind showing um and they didn't they found a they found someone that you know was entertaining and it just completely blew up in everybody's faces um but i think yep. the ideals were always were always there um exactly and i yeah. and i can't imagine um being in your shoes seeing that flag every day
1: and going yeah, well that person it, doesn't
0: this person doesn't want me here
1: <laughs> right yeah it's it's never, as, as a person of color you know with with uh with two little boys too growing up and one of them's going to be you know, starting school soon and it's just it's all these things playing in my mind now and it's just like it's it's scary you know it's it was bad enough for myself worrying personally but you know i've been dealing with it for a long time but now i got two little kids that you know they they might get made fun of or picked on or ridiculed for their names or their the way they look and it's just i it's as a parent it's that's that's the time it's going to be scary for me personally and you know, being that being not able to be there for them every day when they're out there by themselves, it's it's worrisome, given what we've seen so far, just this past year. Uh, in this country.
0: Yeah, I um, look. I, I my my wife is a minority, and um, she's Asian. I, I obviously can't relate to what you've been going through. And and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is to to give you, give you a voice and give you another platform to express the thoughts that you just had. Um, But I can tell you that the the feeling of being uncomfortable is, is palpable um, even on an international scale. Like my wife and I, before COVID we used to like to travel. Um, But four years ago when Trump was elected office and we started to see the way Mm -hmm. things turned, we started to pick and choose which states we would go to in a different manner, because,
1: yeah.
0: you know, look, are, are we going to have a problem, or is she just going to feel uncomfortable? To your point, seeing a Trump flag and saying, "I don't know what this person's going to do if they see me," um, right? Yeah, and I I can remember when we were we were on a cruise, and I saw. Uh, a, a guy with a make America great hat. And I was like, y- really, even on the cruise, like you're, you're going to another country. You're going, you're, you're <laughs> leaving America. Uh, um, all right. I guess, I guess, you know, you want to support show that you're going to go to another country and say, I don't want you here either, but do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, so, um, Look, I, I hope we, I hope you and I actually get that converse more in the future. I really enjoyed this chat, um, and I appreciate your time tonight, Champ. Um, is there anything else you want to plug?
1: Um, no, I, th- I think that's about it. And you uh, know, I appreciate the chance to be able to talk with you. It was, I enjoyed the chat too, man. It was great, and likewise, I hope we we can do this again sometime soon.
0: For sure, if I uh, if I ever need if I ever need a take on a Florida man,
1: I'll be reaching out to you. <laughs> I, I see stuff every day. Like stories are true. <laughs> the stories are so true. Oh my God. Oh, you could probably do a few podcasts on that. I, you
0: know what? It would not surprise me if someone has already cornered the market on a Florida man podcast where they just reel Florida man headlines. Um, and if oh. there is, I'm going to find it and listen to it. It sounds like it's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> Sham, we're going to get you out of here on that Thank you so much for your time, buddy uh, If you're listening, it's at home with Peanut You can find him on Twitter The odds are you're already following him But in the off chance you're not Follow him, he's a great follow Thank you, sir uh, Thank you, sir Thank you How great was that chat? Legitimately Sham and I could have talked all day You know they're just people that you meet them and I didn't even meet him. I just talked to him. But you just realize, like, yeah, we could have a beer, <laughs> and and we could we can get along just fine. That's uh, that was definitely the vibe I was getting. And uh, and I appreciate his time. So thanks again, Sham, at home with Peanut. Uh, I also want to thank the listener. You know, I always like to thank you. This little podcast has crossed over 1,000 downloads. One thousand times this crappy little podcast has been downloaded. Um, so if you've taken your time to listen, thank you. If you've told a friend, thank you. If you've shared or retweeted this in any way, thank you. I, I do greatly appreciate it, and that's uh, that's very sincere um, from a middle aged white guy who is chasing a childhood dream, and that's uh, the most sincere way of putting it. So thank you. You can hit me up on all my socials at that nerd dad Facebook, Twitter uh YouTube, uh deanblundell.com. Again, I'm always there and my and my thanks to them and for their support. So uh we'll be talking. Be well. Be safe. Take it easy. Thanks for listening.